And... What? That's right. It's Greasy Conversation, the podcast, the talk show, the news program. We are so back. We've rarely been backer. Last week, you remember we had Turbo Ted? It was a super first half music episode. Man, go check that, that one out. That was legit, man. So good. Dude. It's heartbreakingly good. Hardware, electronic music set, Dallas. Yeah. We got Jules Manning, Manning, Jules Manning, the bass player from We Are Pancakes. Whole uh, best in town. Dude, I played with, uh, we shared stages since this kid was just out of high school. Good buddy, um, Gold Boot. Dude, this guy was on the oh, LED screen at the Cosmopolitan hanging over the strip. Playing yeah. for Gold Boot. Super proud of this guy. He's been on before. It's been super fun. Jules Manning. Yeah, I'm going to make a BLP prediction. Ooh, like a prediction about Bud Light Platinum? Yeah. That, that's been like our uh, best in town's tradition. Oh. The last few times, it's always been like you think he's gonna, we're shilling for BLP. He's going to remember to bring us some BLP, you think? Might. Because I, mean, I, I thought about stopping us, but I'm like, I don't know if I want to drink it. I just... Producer confessions. I started with some regular uh, BL today. Yeah. yeah. Nice. No, we've had a huge string of the podcast, us not having drinking on it. Like, not on purpose. It's just, you know, things get phased out. But today, you know, I've had a a pair of Bud Lights. So just fair disclosure. It's not a sponsor. It's a, It's just an excuse is all yeah. that is. I had one of those, like life moments where i woke up and realized like there's like a level where you're too much andy rooney and, like <laughs> i crossed that level and then once i crossed that it was like oh can't drink anymore sorry so we're you, just not standing for it you're too andy rooney now you got a bitch about fucking <clears throat> rubber bands and paper clips and <laughs> office drawers and shit that's what happens to you you get extra uh complainy yeah <laughs> <laughs> you just become too old for things when you oh yeah <laughs> Like like an old soul since I was like five, dude. Yeah, you came out wrinkly. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking did a promotion since back in the day. Totally. All right. So that's the deep, echoey, uh, ominous tone of us getting into some dank news that you might have already should have heard already. Why don't we? Why don't we? You know, Jules is gonna want to talk about part of this, but I'm tempted to just dive right into the five G stuff and just leave that not dangling. Cause I've yeah, been, go for it, man. I've been up in 5G, y'all. So because like, I'm interested too, because I don't, I honestly don't know much about that shit. So it turns out it's really fragile. Like the 5G, people are worried about getting hurt by the 5G. No, the 5G gets hurt by you. <laughs> you walking around blocking it and stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah, everything blocks it. It doesn't go very far. Everything absorbs it. It just. It doesn't like travel through anything. No, it doesn't like traveling through crap. <laughs> So what I, I got a gig um, styling the user interface because you know that art and technology tip, but also because I can program microcontrollers. Mm-hmm. This thing has an FPGA brain, which those alone are really interesting. Imagine a processor that isn't put together as a processor yet. It's just uh, like blank chippage and you can like put all the like gates inside the chip how you want them as these different pockets of what the guts of a processor does like over here you could that this chunk's going to be cache this chunk's going to be 
the front side bus. This chunk's going to be the part that talks to all the pins. And you can, like, set that up in the processor. And then a second step, you actually put the actual firmware, the actual code it runs on. So, like, that, that part of uh, arranging it how you want, mm -hmm. like, you, you do that? You know how to do that shit? No. I was about to, I'm like, that sounds crazy. Like, how the fuck do you even do that? Yeah, I'm working with someone with a PhD in microwaves. Oh, okay. And that person's dealing with, like, how you can steer the beam. This is another crazy thing. And I'm on a non-disclosure agreement, so I can't, like, tell all kinds of stuff. But I can totally... There's nothing about the safety or anything that's, like, hidden or anything. Or just, like, yeah, what yeah. 5G does. Yeah. We walk in the way of the beam, like, all the time. It's, like, no big deal. Like, wave your hand in front of it. We just don't hang out in front of it. Yeah. Just, like, don't set up shop underneath. <laughs> so this is a relay device. All it does is pick up uh, the 5G on one side of a corner. Like, it hangs on a corner. And one antenna peeks around one side of the corner to talk to the base station. The other antenna peeks around the other side of the corner and has a wide beam to catch a handful of uh, 5Gists, Ham a handful of people that have only the latest Samsung phone. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that'll do it. That's so, like, what, like 1,500 bucks to, to grand yeah, now? <laughs> only people with uh, phones that cost one and a half expensive phones. Yeah. So the crazy thing is it can steer the beam without mechanical stuff. It can just send other beams along next to the beam and make the beam narrower or wider and aim it kind of like the vents in a Tesla. You can um, aim where the vent blows around in the car because there's other air that pushes on the air coming out to, oh, wow. to push the air around instead of aiming it with louvers. Yeah. This is sort of like that the best I can understand it. But no, I do a lot of uh, programming Arduinos and raspberry Pis and flashing something that's already got its little processor formed. So this is a next level, but the person that did the, the, the bitstream, it's called, that actually sets up what the FPGA is like shaped like inside, mm. uh, that's done, and also there's the code to go on it. And those two pockets need to be put on this other EEPROM, this other memory that loads when it boots. Mm. So when this thing boots, it has to get read about what it is to become and then it reads about what it's going to run once it's become that oh, instead of a normal <laughs> computer that just reads what it's going to do but yeah, it's already it's already is, is what it is yeah yes that's, that's crazy and it's this thing called nios that's a, a processor that runs on the fpga so it acts like a little kind of like an arm processor on there wow. it's a little risk processor but it could be risk sysk it could pretend to be a 386 it's the same uh, processor that's like in a lot of guitar effects. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Like uh, when they'll digitally model an amp and stuff, sometimes mm. there'll be some actual hardware modeling up in this chip. Wow. It's really amazing. That's dope, man. Yeah. So 5G is crazy. I don't have any like dirt about lack of safety, more like the lack of safety for the poor 5G's got <laughs> struggles to get by. Yeah. Because it's really, why we, why we put up with this, why it's even a thing when it's such a difficult frequency range is because you can just fit so much more data oh really that's the yeah that's why it is it's um this is already public so i'm uh, i'm like careful what i say about it we're working with like a major cell phone provider and it's uh millimeter wave and this band that 5g uses the little waves even though you can't see them they're just like a few millimeters big whereas like a fm wave is like Especially like wide. AM can be like many, many meters. FM can be like arm span kind of situation. Mm. Don't quote me on that. 
but the physical size. That's also why the little holes in the metal grate in your microwave that you look through, mm. the microwaves can't make it through the little holes. That's yeah. why you can look into the microwave. It's just crazy to think that they have a physical size like that. Yeah. Even though you can't Hell, see man. them. It trips me out like a, a like processor that like can be learn, whatever processor. But like learns what it is yeah. first and then has to like run the programming to like do that stuff. Yeah. It trips me out. Imagine if like <laughs> you had to wake up every day and like figure shit out from scratch, man. Yeah. Fuck like that, dude. You could wake up one day and get reconfigured as like uh, a gazelle. And then yeah. the other day you're reconfigured as like a dining room table. <laughs> oh, best in town. These are also common for LED stuff because uh, in LED stuff, you have like this one thin little Cat5 cable that has really fast data. But you have to have all this data go to all these little lights, right? So you branch it off into these slower branches. Like, so you have this fast hose of water. We have some water go over here, some water go over here. All these different places you send it off to can move slower and alongside each other to go to different chunks of the screen as long as it comes in fast enough. And an FPGA can kind of be like the river delta that like spreads it all out because you can arrange yep. the gates inside to do that or you can make them be a processor. That really tripped me out because I didn't know before this that an FPGA could just be a processor. I thought it was always for like dealing with data flowing through it or like audio stuff with the guitar effects. That's yep. like a big model-y kind of thing. Anyway, Jules is here. Holla. Cheer. What's up? Oh, yeah, I have to turn your mic on. That's part of the thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Climb yeah, in there, that. gobbled up. Dude, we haven't seen each other in too long. Yeah, it's been a long-ass time, dude. Yeah, I, um, I uh, went into a little bit of self-imposed ex exile there. Yeah, did you, uh, like, I, you know, I, I do that cyclically. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's been nice. It's been nice. And, uh, yeah, now it's, uh, you know. Old best in town, but I got a, got a couple new tricks. So <laughs> nice, it's nice, very nice. Okay, name one new trick. Hmm. A, a new trick no, on, on the spot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want a specific trick. Do you juggle now? He juggles now, you guys. Actually, actually uh, <laughs> uh, one fun thing I've been experimenting with. I never knew uh, Fender sixes were so fun. So I, I've been like, I, uh, I got one and I've been exclusively just playing with it for almost six months straight. What's a Fender 6? It's a like a six string bass? Because I was no, like, Fender guitars usually have six strings. No, it's a, uh, it's a baritone guitar. Oh! But it's, it's, it's amazing. It plays like a, um, a, like a Fender Jaguar, but it has these like, I would say like bass strings, but it sounds like a guitar sometimes too. Yeah, it, baritones are cool. It's so fun. I always wanted a Dano, a Dan Electro baritone. Oh, I've been seeing those, yeah, because after I got after I got mine, like a dum dum, I tuned it to standard and almost ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> and so I like my neck completely bowed, and oh I took no. it to my guitar guy, and he was like, "Would you do?" But uh, oh, damn. So I, uh, I I got like a crash course, and I went through like the history of like the Dan Electros and all that stuff. So it, it's been it's been amazing. Nice. Learning journey. Yeah, trying to pull one up real quick. All right. Yeah, don't don't stop talking because I'm looking at these things. Okay. <laughs> so if you go to greasyconversation.com for you audio listeners, you can actually see a video feed of what we're looking at too. Baritone guitars is just a long. It's just a longer neck. It, it's such a freaky little guitar. Though. It's like you, depending on what you do, you can make it sound like a bass or a guitar. And 
That, that's that's some like 2030 stuff to me even though they were doing this back in like the 60s and like are the strings i don't know if you said that i might have been spaced now are the strings different gotta um, be a little bit thicker yeah they're, yeah, that's they're yeah they're a little thicker they're like in between but it's like it's, it's not so much where it's like whoa i'm playing bass but it can be it, it's it's a trip that's cool. if if you play guitar out there and or even bass and you want to start like playing guitar i would definitely get one because it's it's probably like the best thing for you if you're like one of those tweeners where you like to play where you like to play guitar but you're stuck playing bass. Definitely get one of those. Yeah, <laughs> one of those tweeners. <laughs> Damn. We're yeah. Tweeners. So we've, we we were just talking about how I'm doing like five G stuff now, but because I'm not with the corporation, it's like part-time high per hour and i can like set my own hours and stuff so can you explain so. 5g to me because everything i've heard about it sounds horrifying <laughs> <laughs> see everything that i heard about it before working with it just made me think wow it sounds like such a pain in the butt to like have faster data because <laughs> like the real facts on it i'll talk about not what it can do for you i like how 5g might harm a human it's all about how literally everything harms 5G. Like, it just doesn't make it through anything. Everything it it, barely goes very far. Everything absorbs it. It's just really difficult. Because what happens is, uh, kind of like when you have a CD and you make the light smaller. You just use a smaller light, smaller wavelength of light. The light's actually tinier. You can fit more on it. And then you have DVD. Then you have Blu-ray. But just using tinier light. Um, similarly, radio waves are also on the electromagnetic spectrum. And when you can use tinier of them, it's a higher frequency, you can fit more data. But it also means that it doesn't go as far and it doesn't go through things as well. So that would mean you'd lose service quicker with 5G, right? Yeah, you'd have to fall back on 4G and 3G when you don't have coverage. And the coverage infrastructure is dramatically harder to build up. Yeah. How do, how do they even like get it? quicker then i mean it'd be like what's the point of 5g if, if it goes out like that well we uh might not do a lot of things with how small screens are on phones right now with 5g over 4g when already as many pixels as fit on this little phone before you notice because like a 10k phone you're not seeing it's like so why, why would you need that dude? yeah <laughs> even like a 4k phone like what the f get out of here get the fuck yeah. out of here yeah. man the, there's people that actually yeah, that's actually what i meant to say like 4k on a phone like you can barely tell 1080p phones from a 721 it's like you just put it way closer to your face than you're gonna enjoy content on right so like you don't a normal consumer is not going to need that high speed of data but when you have an infrastructure like that, then you can start to really wean off of providers like Cox and CenturyLink and start using that as your main connection. Oh, fuck yeah. A lot stronger than you can with 4G. It also sets up, like, I want to say, like, medical infrastructure and all kinds of, like, infrastructure that can move on to that and it can hold it better and not get as overwhelmed because you've got, like, bandwidth to spare. Yeah. And so you use it in, like, really highly populated areas first. And then people can hopefully get their stuff and get off it quicker. And so, so hopefully you don't need to use 5G as long because you're getting your stuff delivered quicker. So it's almost like a hotspot in a way. Yeah, you're kind of moving in and out of hotspots all the time outdoors on the cell phone. But like it'll switch to 5G when you're in a nice little bubble of it when it, when it can. And uh, when you okay. have a phone uh, a couple years down the road. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember back in the day when... 
like the goal was to get phones smaller yeah. and, then, and then phones got super tiny and now i see phones getting bigger and bigger yeah. to where like yeah. <laughs> now the phablet you'll see like girls like walking in their phone is just sticking out of their pocket by like an inch or two like, it, it's crazy people gotta get leashes for their phones and shit <laughs> soon we're gonna like just go back in time and we're gonna have like the huge brick phones again yeah, I always thought it'd be cool to like get one of those and gut the side of it and just put a phone like a real like a modern phone in the side of it, the broad, flat side that it has, but still like have forever battery. No lie, <laughs> when I was a kid, my dad had one of those briefcase phones. Yeah, and he would what? carry it with him. Was it the everywhere. soft one where there was a yeah. soft bag? <laughs> and yeah. it was it was so funny. He'd be like, "Oh, I have to make a call," and then you just pulled the briefcase. <laughs> 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 Damn. All the batteries dead. Can I plug it in in your garage or your dryer? Can I unplug your dryer really quick and plug this in? And, it w- and the great part about those phones is that they were so unreliable. He was always struggling. With me. Uh, I can't hear you. No, <laughs> I'll just, I'll just call you from a payphone. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So those were analog, and then when I was going into the digital days, like I remember, talk radio sucked then. Because they'd just be like, it would just be like, hey, you have a caller. And like, okay, call, call back when you get home. Call back from a landline. It'd just be caller after caller. would be calling on the freeway. <laughs> yeah. And like the analog, you could tell it was someone analog because they're all staticky. And you can tell it was someone digital because they would just lose every other word. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like neither one was good. <laughs> yeah. Erica Brown says our phones stick out of our pockets. Because pockets and girls' clothes are a sham. Yeah. Very true. That, that is true. Yeah. Get, get those ladies some pockets. Yeah. Girl clothes are, uh, there's like a conspiracy. Right? Yeah. I always wonder if there's like some. It's like multiple conspiracies. Clothes designers that like are women who try to make like just tons of clothes with pockets all over the place. Because like (laughs) there's just no pockets. They're like, no, you just got like one big pocket. That's like, the future. It's going to be overcompensation. You know how like there's cycles of clothes designs having, uh, extra fabric and then back to like hardly any fabric mm-hmm. like in times of low economic strength clothes of very little fabric and it's very skimpy when in rich times you have like the zoot suits and the showing off extra giant lapels and extra fabric and that cycle is going to lead to women's clothing that are like cargo pants <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be so good bring back the zippers <laughs> like we had the, like the, the the pants that had like the three zippers you can make them yeah shorts. Oh, i God, like dude. a load-bearing girlfriend that can really be a pack mule for me <laughs> i can load her down produce you know supplies uh cabling here you go hold my uh tool kit just weighed <laughs> down. Totally. <laughs> Just weigh her down. Get, that's a way to get fit. That is true. But in an emergency, that'd be a fire hazard, I would think. <laughs> no, you just drop your pants and run. <laughs> just wear underwear. <laughs> what, yeah. hap- what happened to you guys? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Where's all my tools? Like there was a fire. I had to run away. <laughs> you let my tools burn down? Fired. <laughs> dresses with pockets are freaking cute and the hard comes cute. in with the jankos like Janko! jankos the janko jeans should be coming right. around again uh, they actually uh-huh. um i actually saw a commercial and i don't know why facebook is marketing that to me but <laughs> janko jeans are a thing again 
I know exactly why Facebook's marketing that to you. <laughs> <laughs> we know who would like these. Those tools. algorithms look at you. They see your pictures. <laughs> like, what time period is this person right, dressing yeah, in? I still, I still like look at pictures of my kangaroos and miss them, man. I still reminisce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like Googling pictures. <laughs> There's a Jenko fishing. I know I spelled this wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's like J-A-C-O. Uh, no, J-A-N-C-O. Yeah. That's, that's Who remembers? Man, <laughs> this situation here. Oh, where, God. Like, the, the bottom of the pant leg is significantly bigger around than this person's waist. I used to have some that were like that, dude. No <laughs> lie. Yeah. Multiple did, pairs. Did you ever trip? Nah. That's, that's incredible. <laughs> no, because you get them and they like, they, like, hover just above the ground. Yeah, you like, get it tailored right. Yeah, and then it just your feet just kick them. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'd wear these while tripping, if that's what you're asking. Yeah, that's correct. Of course, yeah. yeah, those would be comfy tripping pants. Trying to get, trying to get lost, man. <laughs> so Erica's talking on the chat about Buck needing his own purse. I'm very, very pro man bag. Like uh, Angela test, I was man bagging it. There all ain't day. nothing wrong with a man yeah, there's, bag. There's, dude. No, there's no, it's just a briefcase. Yeah. It's a very small briefcase. Men just need their purses to be very rectangular, the very mer- squared dude. off. The merce. Trying Look to bring, at this trying little to bring one. Back the fanny pack. <laughs> no, I like this little one. Look, it's the same color as the logo. Uh, it looks like it holds a CD player. Those bags <laughs> is just like a CD player, and it holds like a little CD pouch. Oh, they need to bring those back. CD players and things that hold CD players. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to put a CD player in it, but I love that form factor. <laughs> this. Oh, I want That's it. The one. <laughs> it's, it's probably $10. I'm probably looking at the cheapest thing ever, but look at this. Buy me this, you guys. <laughs> 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 that's worked. Not here to me. It's never worked for me, but that works for some people. Yeah, I, that's amazing. Hey, for me. That's okay. amazing how people do that. <laughs> I, I wish people liked me that much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one day. We, we get zip fizz, though. Yo, you know what we get? I shouldn't complain, because compared to other podcasts, we're, we're, like, totally not doing bad. Kicker Audio. Powerful Kicker Audio. Good time to plug them, because they already gave us headphones and then gave us headphones again for both studios. But recently, they gave us speakers. So, I don't know. Yeah, you can see them right on this camera in the corner. Uh, top this camera is it you can we show every camera okay so that white fella this is a weatherproof speaker we've got these in the backyard outside and inside kicker audio we can't kick these speakers hard enough i kicked them several times trying to get them out of the box <laughs> because i know they're durable they they uh they kick back oh. yeah we take them off the wall and toss them back and forth uh for sport <laughs> if you need speakers that can handle that kicker audio they're famous for car subs really yeah so, so, so the bass is ridiculous on those it's though the bass actually really balanced on those huh. but the bass capability is surprising okay. but it's not overbearing just like these headphones are not overly there's, bassy. there's not a bunch of crack if you push them no Honestly. it's like i you you really want to push it like wayne static who I found out died. Yes. A long yeah, that was, time that ago. Was, was it? I thought it was yeah. fairly recent. No. Uh, I think we even enough. reported it a really long time ago. But I don't even know. Like that seems. I'm just bringing it back up. <laughs> is part of it. Also, speaking of sponsors, what, whatever happened to the sponsorship with uh, Bud Light Platinum? I don't know, man. We were we had a bet on if you would bring if you would bring some. Yeah, I, I, bring some? I personally parted ways recently with Bud Light Platinum. Yeah. Now, right. now, now I have uh, you know I've I've personally signed a partnership with Fosters. 
No. It, Foster's beer, it goes good on the beach. It goes good with the meat. It, it has that cool, refreshing. Goes good with the meat? With, it, go, it goes good with any meat. It has Foster's that cool, ref- refreshing taste. Yeah. It's very good. Foster's Y'all get used right. to it. It's a, little, it's a little funky at first, but you get used to it. Yes, and it's very cheap. $3, two yeah. cans. It tastes true. more expensive than it is. Yes, yeah. very true. It tastes like it's punching above its class. It, it's like right between frat boy beer. It's like if you if you don't want to drink Paps and you want to feel a little bit better about yourself, drink Foster's. The <laughs> problem with Foster's is just that it has that Australian stigma where I just think it's going to kill me like every other <laughs> thing that's in Australia. Yeah. I just think I'm going to have to like uh, eat eucalyptus with it or something. Like a can's just going to like fall off the shelf that wasn't supposed to be there and just yeah. clock you in the head and <laughs> smash they, my they, so. they yeah. are really durable cans they're surprisingly <laughs> thick oh yeah if you if you like chart yeah break someone's head open with those things <laughs> they're like 25.5 ounces i'll fuck around <laughs> so at least someone got me uh goldfish for my birthday heck yes i didn't find any conjoined ones did you see the there's a conjoined oh God, dude I, I, I know I'm going to try to keep it brief this time, but on eBay, there was double conjoined goldfish. Huh. Like, not just one pair, but two pairs the same age. So, the same wait, so did, it, did it live twice as long as a normal goldfish? If you have them, you live forever. Yeah. Because you get to live in infamy, <laughs> uh, never forgotten, as the person that had... Two conjoined pairs of goldfish the same age. Not some moldy one in one display case. And then, oh, another time in my life I found another pair of conjoined goldfish. But no, two conjoined pairs. It's incredible. I, I worry about what that would say for my legacy, though. It's like, you're that, oh, that's the goldfish guy. Worth you it. <laughs> Listen, uh, Lord curse me with that legacy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> for something. The goldfish life chose you. That's right. right. <laughs> that gold life. Damn. That actually right. kind of wants me. Uh, that makes me kind of want a goldfish now. What did you name your goldfish? Oh, like <laughs> the pet ones? Yeah. Because I'm still on the crackers. Only. Anything that can be a cracker, I think it's the cracker version. <laughs> uh, uh, like if you talk about clubs, like, oh, did you have a club growing up? I immediately think, oh, like club crackers? I ate lots of them. Just any word that can also be a cracker, I assume you're talking <laughs> about the cracker version. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Keebler, I'm like, oh, not the elves or anything. They totally had crackers. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Okay, goldfish pet names. Who? Were, what were your goldfish pet names there in the chat? And like, I like I, I like Jerome for a goldfish pet name. Jerome. Absolutely, the goldfish named Jerome. That's pretty good. I feel it. They look kind of Jeromey. I, I like giving pets like names that you could like would be a very average human. Yeah, like Stan or Bob, or like a cat that's named like Eric. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Eric, pets, with, pets with human names trip me out. So <laughs> funny. Which I've never named like any of my animals shit like that. Cat's name Gary. I knew someone with a cat <laughs> that would get really upset if uh, you took off his bow tie. <laughs> <laughs> he had a, like a comfort bow tie. He just That's always awesome. had it since a kitten. The emotional support bow tie. Yeah, it was really important to him. <laughs> <laughs> He'd like carry it in his mouth to you and put it back on if it fell off. Okay. <laughs> I had a cat that would go get the laser pointer and bring it to me so I could make the laser pointers shine around for him to chase my he ca- loved chasing the laser that much my yeah. cat has an obsession with flushing the toilet so that's fun what he figured it out and now he won't stop he just flushes it all I, the time and loves I'll it i'll wake up at 5 a.m i'm like bud i appreciate you but 
<laughs> that's very impressive. Does he use the toilet? No, I he had just flushes You're so it. close. You got he, the first he's half. He's so close. I just wish he would just commit. No, I had a cat that used the toilet. Like fully use the yeah, toilet? Yeah, I would sit on the toilet and like <laughs> piss in the toilet. What was the training process for that? I don't know. Like when I grew up, we had like six or seven cats in the house. We just had cats like every fucking where. So like it's no big deal to have a cat just chill in the bathroom all day. And I guess he just like decided to <laughs> when they just, just figured it out. Caught on. Yeah, he sees enough people doing it. He couldn't like, flush though. Cool. He couldn't flush. Oh. Ugh. See, Mike. See, those two cats need yeah, to get those, together. Those cats need to like put their heads together. <laughs> But I worry about that. I don't want cats to get too smart because then we might have a Planet of the Apes situation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It would be fucked. Like, we can't be far from that. Once they start using the toilet, psh, how far are we away from world domination? Yeah. Once they can, like, open their own food. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to let them vote. What do, they need hum- what do they need humans for? <laughs> so, like, supposedly what you do is you take a certain toilet that you're not going to, as a human, use all the time. And you put, like, saran wrap over it. Holler if you guys got another way. Then you put cat litter on the saran wrap. And then so they get used to going where the toilet is, but with dirt. Hmm. And then uh, then eventually you remove the dirt and they just go in a hole. But there's like dirt around the hole. And then, then you remove it all and they just have to balance on the rim and do it where they got used to doing it. I would think there'd be some anxiety there from the cat, though. Once you remove it all, it's like, all right, game day. You're supposed to cut the hole slowly bigger and bigger. Like, you don't, you start, <laughs> you make the, coal, the hole, and then you flush a lot of cat litter and call the second guy <laughs> a lot. There's that definitely. sounds way more involved. Yeah, I was, that, that sounds like a, it, it yeah. sounds like a messy process. <laughs> right. <laughs> Jeez, Erica's mom toilet trained a blind cat. I don't even know how to, like do anything yeah. with a blind that, cat that's very impressive whiskers though okay i guess you just follow the walls yeah how many of you all had pets that talked because i have had a couple cats that learned a word or two i i've seen that and it scares the crap out of me you I never had a cat learn a, like a word no i was i was up uh one night watching america's funniest home videos and there was a cat that said shell silverstein i got <laughs> I, I i got up i turned the tv no. off and left i left the house <laughs> I, I, I went for about an hour walk. It was the, it was the most terrifying thing. <laughs> Shell Silverstein. No. Oh, Can't man. So get this. I had a cat named Mimic, and it was younger, and I had this older calico. It's like, of course, it's a smart, a smart breed uh, that learned how to say Mimic, and there was a whole process. She would start out with, like, just me, me, and then she learned how to do that like chatter thing they do in the window for like birds. For, for birds, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it turned into mimic. Oh, wow. That's, it is crazy. That is so scary. I don't and it was only for, to tell us to let the other cat in. Like that. I just, I just don't like uh, talking animals. I think that, <laughs> that might be one of my fears now thinking about it. Um, you know, like I can't do birds, especially birds that talk. I, it's, it's, it's just a, it's a very disturbing concept to me. I don't know <laughs> why. <laughs> Okay, so apparently you start, man, I c- Erica, Buck, I couldn't do this episode without you, holla. <laughs> you start with the box on top of the seat, then put one under the seat that doesn't move. Then get a box that floats, then remove it. Oh, interesting. Makes I mean, I, I guess Tupperware makes boxes that float. Yeah. yeah. We have this Tupperware of cat shit when your f- <laughs> friends come to visit, <laughs> just floating in the toilet. Don't, don't worry <laughs> like, about that. Don't worry about why that. Why is there... <laughs> a cat turd in its own little boat floating <laughs> in your toilet. Like, what kind of role-playing are you oh, doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing an experiment. <laughs> hey, listen, don't worry about the ship boat, right? You need <laughs> to buy your kids some toys. <laughs> <laughs> you'll use the ship boat and you'll like it. 
<laughs> oh no! Hey, yeah, I think it's I think it's H. John Benjamin time. Is it? I dare, I dare say. Want to give him wait? Um, want to give him um, uh, Lily? I think it's time that they they catch up with Lily. The hell are you talking about? Tax Lily, Lily's tax l- uh, little gotcha. Lily and her tax gotcha. Lilies. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy, some uncle I never knew, called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars, and they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy, and I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-918-7169. 800-918-7169. My doctor prescribed me Viagra. It wasn't covered by my insurance, so it was costing me like $65 a pill. That's expensive. Over 20 million guys like us use Viagra. Over a certain age, we just need it. I found a way to pay less than $3 a pill and get virtually the same effect of the $65 pill. I heard an ad just like this on the radio called and for $99, I got 40 generic versions of the $65 pill. Save yourself money and call right now and get over 40 pills for $99. There's no embarrassment here to use Viagra. If we're over 50, we need it, but not at high prices. Call now with your credit card and get the 40 pill special for just $99. That's 800-626-6538. Be sure to get your mix of music. Listen to us with the RadioVegas.rocks app available at the App Store. And check out our VIP card, interact with us in our chat room, and scheduling of our RadioVegas.rocks shows, plus podcasts. It's all available on RadioVegas.rocks app. I, I have to talk about this. You're listening to Greasy Conversation. Uh, GreasyConversation.com, spelled the way you expect, is where you get the replay. You can see our news notes and actually see the links to the sources that we might cite. Not that we've hit the most news yet. We're mostly just talking about man bags. But we're talking about doors and how, like, something goes awry with a door in your home and it won't close or it squeaks or uh, you have to lift it a certain way. Or it's just like, it seems like every enigma with three-dimensional space takes place when a door is in your home. It's like the rocket science of the home <laughs> is getting doors just to close happy. We got <laughs> carpet in here and now that door is too high for the carpet. We need to find someone to shave it down. We might get Holla. He's going to get a free plug, even if he doesn't, um, as something comes up. But Drew from Recycled, oh, not Recycled Propaganda, uh, Reclaimed Secrets. If you guys want stuff made out of wood that was, like, in a sunken pirate ship or, like, from, uh, like, that's been out in the bay getting all green and this cool reclaimed wood from old docks or old ships reclaimed um what did i say secrets reclaimed secrets <laughs> I, I said Sorry, reclaimed Drew. wood yeah. <laughs> that's like he's leaning on that so he gets this reclaimed wood he gets 
And in Balcony makes this gorgeous furniture. Some of the furniture has like Bluetooth speakers in it too. Desks, oh, that's dope. In- integrated um, cooler. So we have this nice wooden thing in your yard, but part of it is like igloo time with a drain and everything. Uh, yeah. So uh, he's going to pop by and take a look at, at some of our wood stuff. But if you also do carpentry, we need some like uh, a little bit of door adjustment time here at the studio because it's brand new and it like settled. So inside baseball, I know. But here, here's <laughs> some dank news coming. Mike. As a response to the doors, Michael said, unless it's dormant. <laughs> <laughs> the pun game's strong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, that, drop them puns all day. Man. You drop all the puns as long as you, you keep keep hooking it up like this gorgeous. See this mic stand that I'm s- s- caressing? Uh, for you audio <laughs> listeners, I'm totally just one direction. You don't want to go That's, both. This is vulgar. Yeah. This is okay. So I'm caressing downward on the mic stand. That's not vulgar. I mean, that's a technique, dog. All right, all right. That's a technique. You know Who what I'm saying? It's, it's a fine line between <laughs> vulgar and okay. Who goes in and not out is what I'm saying. You got to go. Anyway, so this <laughs> mic stand, shout out to powerful Mad Mike from Two Clueless Dudes. You got to tune in Fridays at 5. I mean, it's just so fun to say. Fridays at 5, RadioVegas.rocks. Two Clueless Dudes is another show that I produce with a similar format, but they've got this great slant on uh, pop culture, specifically movies and TV, and just all of the cool things from, like, uh, cars, a little bit of sports, um, everything from, like, the Marvel and DC universe, video game culture, everything that touches movies and television and pop culture and weird Florida man, um, uh, music history, just such a slant, uh, extra pop culture feel goody like kind of man it makes fun to be in the west and uh, cartoons and all the fun stuff we grew up with that's the stuff they'll dance around in and joke around about and you won't miss what's uh, popping up on netflix and what you should avoid on hulu and vice versa and making nope. fun of disney's new platform and some fun inside entertainment stuff too these are people that have worked in las vegas with actual celebrities so when it comes to Celeb gossip and dirt and, and fun stories. They've got that tip too. Two Clueless Dudes, Fridays at 5. TwoCluelessDudes.com for replays. And that Michael here, he also is why I have this mic stand right here to do this with. If you, you can go to Greasy Conversation to see what I'm doing to the mic stand. And also our notes. And this is a good arm workout. It's like a shake weight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go. Neil Pert. Voted the greatest Prague musician of all time, according to Prague Magazine. Prague Magazine? Who, who talks about Prague as much as they should? Yeah, there's a right whole here. magazine. Hell yeah, Prague, right here. Uh, but we're not talking about Yes or Jethro Tull. We're talking about uh, Rush. So who do you think, uh, before you think like who you guys think should be the greatest Prague musician, who do you think were the, the other four of the top five? Uh, I, I really want to say... Um, uh, Squire from yes something Squire Billy Billy Squire not Billy Squire there's a different Squire Chris Squire is a bassist from yes that kind of founded the band in a time when like it wasn't hip to have like complicated music and pop but his goal with yes was to like have more musicianship and more like classical shredding and stuff that still could be like poppy and jingly enough to to be likable when you have songs like Roundabout they're just like all epic, but have these sing-songy choruses too. I think um, you know uh, who who's the 
the lead singer of King Crimson. I think they, they need to be up there as well. Oh, is yeah. Robert he, Fripp? Yes, Robert Fripp. <coughs> he's, he was, he was, yeah. he's one. Major. Uh, Squire is not. Uh, what about uh, <laughs> Roger Roger Waters? Uh, nope. Interesting. I don't think people consider Pink Floyd as proggy as they should consider them. Because yeah, those guys true. were way ahead of the game. 100% agree. 100% agree. I feel like Pink Floyd's more prog than Jethro Tull. Yes. It's just like, oh, just because there's like uh, like villages and, and minstrels and trees and stuff doesn't make it prog. Right. And also, too, if you listen to um, like things like the early stuff, like uh, Piper at the Gates of Dawn and like... Uh, oh, yeah. With Sid Barrett? Yeah. Oh, the Sid Barrett stuff? There's, that was... At, uh, and then when they started moving towards more the experimental, like careful with that axe, Eugene, that kind of stuff with Pink Floyd, it was... They went very far, like into oh, yeah. the prog genre. Dude, some of that shit is dope, though. Yeah, Adam Hart Mother. And then yeah. there, did you ever hear that one track where it's just Roger Waters' dog? They just held a mic <laughs> up to Roger Waters' dog, and like the, uh, David Gilmour's just playing blues guitar <laughs> behind Roger Waters' dog singing. Oh, okay. It's so good. It's in the, um, it's in the uh, that the documentary uh, Live at Pompeii. Yeah. Yeah, it's very good. Hi, if if you haven't seen Live at Pompeii, highly highly recommend. Yeah, pomp it up. Don't mm-hmm. don't neglect the pomp. So the other ones on this on the top five, uh, David Gilmour. Oh well. Sh- yeah. Okay, so Pink Floyd's involved. Yeah. <laughs> Get, Getty <laughs> Lee, and Rick Wakeman, because of course fucking Rick Wakeman. Okay. Okay. So, uh, I get partial credit because Rick Wakeman, if you don't all, all know, is not only in Yes. But when Yes was most prog through the 70s, Rick Wakeman's keyboard uh, practically stole the show. And then Rick Wakeman left. And that's when Yes became more poppy in the 80s and didn't sound prog anymore. So Rick Wakeman was really more the prog of Yes than that's uh, the Squire I was talking about. Yeah, so so glad Yes is getting some recognition. So weird question. Would you guys consider the Doors prog? Considering everything that Ray, Ray Manzarek was doing, yeah, I don't think so. Too early. I mean, mate, some Argue of the stuff would be like uh, some of the stuff. It, it gets pretty close with between the changes and the switches, and then you know they were experimenting with like different time signatures and stuff like that. But you know, I, I get that it might be a little bit too early, but I don't know. I, I think they should be in the conversation. Mad Mike's examples of Prague in the chat yeah, are so great. <laughs> Iggy Pop, Sting, Sting's Sting. Sting, Sting almost counts. Mm. Tiffany though, Tiffany does not count. I don't think Sting. I don't think Sting <laughs> counts as much as the Police. The Police would count more than Sting, like as a band. Like, I, I want to. I want to agree with you, but like Dream of the Blue Turtles, kind of spaced out. Like songs like Russians. Um, I feel like that's pretty proggy. That album is pretty diverse. It's pretty like, I'm doing what I want to do. I'm Sting. This <laughs> is my dream of my Blue Turtles. And last one, Flock of Seagulls. Flock of Seagulls? Yo, man. How prog or Flock of Seagulls? Dude. <laughs> the progest, man. <laughs> Hair prog. <laughs> I, on, the, on those shows, like, uh, like what, ap- what happened to it, like, on those VH1 shows and shit, anytime it was, like, the Flock of Seagulls, dude, because they still do shows, and, like, he fucking hates that song, dude. <laughs> like, oh, with a passion. Poor and he, dude. like, doesn't hesitate to talk about how much he hates the fucking song, and he's like... I still play it for the fans, though. But I hate this fucking song. <laughs> I do. I do it for my fans. Yeah. I, I find it odd that David Gilmour is on the list, but Roger Waters isn't, considering right? he wrote all the yeah. stuff. The that, most proggy was. Yeah. You know, he just didn't play guitar proggy enough. <laughs> Can we talk about Emerson, Lake, and Palmer too? Oh, by the way? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, yeah. I'm disappointed. Like, 
Well, I think they they kind of get lost in the, in the shuffle. Well, now, if you hear Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, you're like, yes. But uh, after, like, they're one of those bands that kind of float under. Yeah. You wouldn't consider them, like, the top, top I guys. thought someone in Emerson, Lake, and Palmer was in King Crimson. I'm missing up. Because I thought Fripp was the guitarist in King Crimson, and the singer was the same as Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Keep talking. I'm going to double check it. Yeah. I'm not... I don't remember all this. King, a lot of a lot of uh, people went through King Crimson. Like the bass player, King Crimson went on to be in like uh, what was it, Bad Company, or something like that. They they they. Um, yeah, something like it was that. Go, it was Gonzo, I think it was his name. Greg Lake, take that. Greg Greg, Greg, Greg Lake, Lake. Emer- Greg Lake from Emerson Lake and Palmer. Pretty sure he was also the uh, King Crimson frontman because it's the same vocals. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this right. You, thanks, thanks for your patience, everybody. Greg Lake was the was the King Crimson singer that also sang Emerson well, Lake and Palmer. Like Emerson Lake and Palmer, I Fripp think. Fripp did some really cool stuff after that, though. He really oh, yeah. did. King Crimson. The, the uh, King Crimson uh, record, Red, is really good. I, I was just listening to it the other day. Sick. It's that one in the hall, the Crimson Powerful. King. I think, like, ELP, their problem is, like, they have some really weird shit. That's yeah. like not remotely accessible. No. Or like not even, you know? Like they just get. That's a perfect way of putting they, it. They yeah. go so out. Like their good songs are fucking great. Like on uh, like Carnival. Yeah, Carnival the whole thing, But like there's some weird fucking tracks on that where album. They, where, like, Jerusalem. I yeah. love those bands where after a while they just start like goofing off. It's like end the song. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I'll take that instead of like some pop tracks that have like four too many choruses. Oh, it's yeah. like, oh, your whole second chorus and verse is just copy-pasted from the first half of the song. Let it go. <laughs> I can press repeat myself. <laughs> Hoobastank. Oh. <laughs> Still gotta, bitter. You, you got you to gotta put Hoobastank yeah, in, in that. Uh, yeah, they were the most copy-paste songs I've ever heard. Last, damn. So, also, I, th- I threw on here, if anyone wants to check it out, you know, check it out, but in the whole the Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie, Neil Peart actually plays a part. Yes, and it's Neil Peart yes. doing the drum uh, solos in that. Aqua Teen Hunger Force actually has a lot of roots in in Prague. Um, remember that one episode where they had Getty Lee yes. and Master Shake? Uh, he flies in on like Getty Lee's plane, and it's just <laughs> a giant uh, p- precision bass. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> no, my favorite is the Foreigner belt yeah, that gives you the superpowers of the music yeah. of Foreigner. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll make you cold as ice. <laughs> You're just another jukebox hero. <laughs> You're out to get hot blooded. <laughs> You've got double vision. Yeah. <laughs> uh, such so a good, good. episode. Nice <laughs> Hell yeah. Do you remember when um, it was? This was uh, like ten years or so in Chicago. They were doing an Aqua Teen Hunger Force a promotion. And they had the Moonanites up. They had these little Moonanites things up. There's little they, LED and they, panels. And they thought yeah. that it was a bomb. Yeah. And there was a huge bomb threat. And yeah, because they're like little <laughs> they box the, things, like hidden all over the city. There it was a bunch of just them. a circuit board with oh, no parts on it except for batteries and lights and the resistors for the lights. That was it. Oh, okay. Nothing. It was thin, too. You can't just make a circuit board blow up, you guys. You <laughs> <laughs> need other stuff. <laughs> I don't know who's teaching these schools. It's the movies. This is what kind of STEM is going on that people think. Yeah, I, like, think I think like these these kind of jobs like you got to read like a certain number of books or something a year. Some shit, right? man. Because people just think like crazy shit happens for no and like shit doesn't even work like that, man. 
Like, yeah. that's not even possible. What are you talking about? It's just a board with, with, with lights on it. Yeah, right? they were like, a, but they had a bunch of them, so they shut down like tons of parts of the city for yeah. a while. It was a huge thing. Yeah. <laughs> no one can do a no one can do a Google reverse image search on what that Moon Knight's shaped like. No one can do that oh, journalism. It's just immediately a bomb. <laughs> Every piece of marketing that's guerrilla marketing is a bomb. Yeah. That Shepherd Ferry mural on the it's plaza, a it's a bomb. And I love I love that like this. Like with this was like still like the age of Google. Like you could take a picture and be like, oh, oh yeah. Like we reported on this. This was like two years ago. It's so <laughs> stupid. No, this was like. No, it's probably closer to three. And we no, did talk about it on the show though. It was like season one. Had to be one. longer than that because I was like before the movie came out, which was a long ass time ago. Yeah, no, it this was, was a while. no. The, the, that promo was after the movie. Was it was it? way okay. after the movie. Yeah, it was for a different Aqua Teen uh, uh, thing uh, coming Aqua out. Aqua Force Squad or something. Yeah. Oh, when they like rebooted it. Yeah, it was from that. Well, they didn't actually. Re- they just like changed the name. They, of the they sh- kept. They changed. <laughs> well, they changed it like two well, or three times. Well, the yeah. reason why they did that is because they kept getting canceled, and so they would just pitch another show, and it kept getting approved. <laughs> so, and so they would run one season as like these different names until until finally Adult Swim was like, "All right, dude." You're doing and they the re- and they re- they renewed the show, and then it got officially canceled. So that's why it had a different name for yeah. a while. Man, that's yeah, a they, weird. They had like three or game. four different names. Yeah, I was. I was like, I didn't know that. I just hated that Frylock had braces in the intro and never had braces every other time. <laughs> he, he would uh, he would have braces at certain parts, like when he whenever he would like smile, smile, yeah. he would have his braces. Oh, that's and, right. And he then just he didn't see his teeth much. Yeah. <laughs> My problem was his his little power crystal on his back. In some shots he'd have it, and in other shots he wouldn't. Oh, it no, bugs me. Literally <laughs> about to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> that drives me nuts too. Hell yeah! I just got news. Doors getting worked on. People are helping us with our wood. You guys, it takes a community. It's really hard to do a radio station. I have to really thank everybody that's come together to put this together. Uh, from Kicker to the Rocking Comedy Show, the flagship podcast of the station that was doing it before the station. If it weren't for Jay and the Rocking Comedy Show extending this into a whole station, it wouldn't have gotten to this point. So definitely check out radiovegas.rocks/schedule or we're just rockingcomedyshow.com and pull some episodes of that. There's been epic uh, interviews with um, magicians in town. I'm talking billboard celebrities from Anthony Cools to um, uh, why am I want to call him Marty Murray Murray. Thank you. <laughs> yes, uh, Marty McFly. Powerful, powerful <laughs> Murray. Uh, the uh, fella from the Australian Bee Gees, just really cool people um, chatting in or popping in or helping host even in the Rocking Comedy Show and talking about uh, what's going on in this town with live entertainment and the hypocrisy going on as far as what live entertainers are allowed to go back to work or not and their crews that are starving for work. Um, and we think, oh, we can just like let these celebrities not work, but there's this whole crews of these people that like that's their life skill is making these events happen yeah. and they're starving and getting the, some of the slowest PUA to arrive of, of any state in this nation when the federal money's there just out this like just stuff going on in there but also music and laughs we also play uh, Craigslist Price is Right uh, <laughs> or is the price right for uh, licensing reasons it's just Craigslist is that price right? <laughs> no, you, you get what we're talking about playing. Is that price correct? Yeah, <laughs> it is so fun. So it's a really fun show. I got to give them extra hollows, uh, and I'm gonna p- see how many shows I can plug on the station this episode. Because right after <laughs> us 
is uh, Grungy Fawcett with Kevin Fawcett, where you get those grunge album tracks that you might have loved in the 90s only if you had the albums and weren't just listening to the radio. So holla. Yeah. So he explain, he explores like the deeper grunge cuts. That's right. That's like awesome. Chevelle's first album before they did the major release, Point Number One. Oh, play, damn. Plays a lot of great stuff from that album. That whole album is amazing. You know, Silverchair, STP, Soundgarden, any of that. All the good stuff. Mm-mm. Dope. Hell of dope. Num, num, num. Grungy Fawcett, 6 p.m. Stay tuned. Uh, Radio Vegas. Rocks. Anyway, bonus plugs. What's the next, like, news thing you've got? Uh, all right, I got this. So Wait, wait. Can you talk about it over this? Hell yeah, I can. All right, so we got... I'm just, I'm waiting for it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So yeah, someone posted this page, or they uh, tweeted this page from a medical textbook published in 2017. And the shit is just so, just ridiculous. But the page lists like uh, cultural differences in response to pain. So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna read a few of these because they're just like nutty. So for uh, Arabs and Muslims. Says, may not request pain medic- medicine, but instead, thank Allah for pain if it is the result of the healing medical process. <laughs> or, pain is considered a test of faith. Muslim clients must endure pain as a sign of faith in return for forgiveness and mercy. This is a medical textbook, yes. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, oh, wait, no. This can, one. Can I read the one about the blacks? Yeah, go for it, all right. <laughs> By all means. <laughs> Blacks often report. Oh wait, where is it? Let me see. <laughs> what? what is going on? Blacks often report. Get on that higher, mic. Oh wait, here we go. Blacks often report higher pain intensity than other cultures. They believe suffering and pain are inevitable. Did you know that well, there used to wrong. be like, uh, uh, like um, doctors had this myth that was perpetuated among doctors that black people had a higher pain tolerance, and I, you could just like let them hurt more. Yeah, it's like, so gross. It's, <laughs> it, it's definitely like a stigma. It's like not true at all. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Did you feel like people can like smack you around more and they don't take yeah, you seriously? Yeah, we, we, have like, a, no. we, we have a couple extra hit points. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I mean, uh, I, I know some people that are more durable, but it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. <laughs> it's just because you're tough doesn't mean you don't hurt, baby. <laughs> All right. Uh, these so, Jews. Jews may be. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just list them as like. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. I know. Just being like the Jews. <laughs> Jews may be vocal and demand assistance. <laughs> That's what it says in regards to pain. Oh my god. In a medical textbook, yo. They believe pain must be shared and validated by others. Like, what fucking planet are these people on, man? Like, who writes the shit? Can you confirm my pain for me? Okay. Right? Well, that doesn't sound like... Because I, I kind of have a family like that, too. We're like, we, we like to complain together. Yeah, so I'm talking like, could, relate. Fuck, that could be anyone, That though. really could be, like, like any pain family. Just, yeah. Pain sucks for everyone. For like, what sure. the fuck? I do want the people around me to share it with me, for sure. <laughs> Take some of this load off by, like... Pretending like you're in pain too around me. So, like, yo, th- this one is just like nuts. Hispanics may believe that pain is a form of punishment and that suffering must be endured if they are to enter heaven. <laughs> For like, that just sounds like they copy and pasted the Arab one. <laughs> they, right? They're just getting lazy at this point. Yeah, which like that would be more of a religious thing than <laughs> like someone's yeah uh, 
Speaking yeah, as a Hispanic, it's never been a religion for me. I <laughs> 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 like, I like, you know, it's, it's just because I, I got, it's a food. It's, since when is like rice and beans a religion? <laughs> <laughs> I need a shirt that says that rice and beans is my religion. <laughs> I mean, I'll join, but I mean, <laughs> I'm there. Every Tuesday we get together. No, real talk though. The Puerto Rican red rice. That's my red rice. Very proud of it. Uh, it doesn't affect my pain tolerance, though. <laughs> <laughs> Believe that pain must be treated with red rice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, so... Just, man, it just trips me out that, like, shit like that exists. I'm like, I'm sure that's not the only uh, textbook where shit like that's going down. But, you know. Yeah, how recent was that, Bologna? 2017. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> And how is that like not public? Like, there's all this about the Hippocratic Oak, oh, Oak, that Hippocratic Oak, and <laughs> and like, uh, what is the, the um, I want to say OSHA, but I'm talking about the the thing where you the medical records privacy HIPAA, HIPAA. HIPAA. So we got this hippopotamus and the oak and the Hippocratic Oak, and yet like there can be these like secret. Uh, the sweeping generality is like in stuff that's supposed to be educational. It's freaking yeah. gross. Just weird. Yeah, weird things to. It, it's just odd. Like I, I've never like once gone to the hospital and they're just like, they look at me and I'm, you'll be fine. Rub some dirt. <laughs> Rub some dirt. You can you can take a couple extra more lumps. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> so yeah we'll, we'll get to you in a bit. All right. We know you're not hurting. <laughs> <laughs> you're not hurt that bad. Yeah. I'm like bleeding out. Yeah. Oh man. I know, I, you, got like, I, know, I know you got like a, a metal plank in your in your fucking skull, but you know. <laughs> they're just like that guy. Walk it off. He's going to just die. He's falling apart already. We need to, when they see me, they're like, we got to scoop this fella up. He doesn't look like he can handle anything. We, 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 need, to validate, <laughs> we need to validate that pain. <laughs> <laughs> that dude doesn't look like he can even handle sunshine, let alone an injury. <laughs> okay. yeah, my skin looks like tissue paper. <laughs> I'm just like a garbage bag full of blood waiting to snag on anything as I walk by. <laughs> Damn. That's a Whitney Cummings quote that she like just threw away on Rogan once. Yeah. Okay, this is g- going to turn into a plug for the Rock and Comedy Show. You can skip ahead. So, like, <laughs> Jay was interviewing comedian Whitney Cummings. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, he, uh, as, as my favorite pal, tossed her a couple questions that I had for her because I'm a huge Whitney Cummings fan. And, like, um, I can't believe he got to this. But he brought up when she said that on Rogan. And she, like, didn't even remember. Like, <laughs> can you imagine being, like, that funny that, like, so you can just throw that stuff away on podcasts and like not even remember it. Like this is one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Powerful Whitney Cummings, by the way. Sh- That's my point. Chappelle does that stuff too. Like he yeah, just, just throws everything it out he there, says yeah. is just gold. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's always trippy. Like, and someone like that probably doesn't like half of their shit is just like throwaway. They're like, yeah. it's got so much material, it doesn't even matter. Totally. I could never be a comedian. That is a I I know like from a musician saying that it it's just it just seems like such an intense job. I have so much respect for comedians because it's like yeah, you're right. always on the spot and then, like I can't imagine like someone like you know you just sit next to someone and then they just get this goofy grin on their face and it's like well say something funny oh, like God that's gotta have to, like give that would give me so much anxiety. Oh yeah. Dude. I used to feel like this weird, awkward pressure to become one just because I'm a fan of so many. Yeah. I just like there's so many other things that I really liked that I like learned how to do. And then I realized that what I enjoy the most out of stand up comedians is their podcasts. 
So it's like, oh, I know, I just like good podcasters, <laughs> and like stand-up comedians make good podcasters. It's like just an overlapping skill set, but it doesn't mean that I have to go through that. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so wait, I, I do believe we've got a quick H. John to slam, slam them H. Johns. Yeah. Been trying to get rid of your stubborn belly fat, but it doesn't want to leave you? Or maybe you want to get that extra ripped look. Now you can reach your goals the keto way. Ketosis is the metabolic state where your body burns fat for energy. And the best way to turn your body into a fat-burning, weight-losing machine is with Advanced Keto Plus. And right now, for our radio listeners only, you can get two bottles free when you order two bottles. You get to try out keto at our best discount ever. Plus, call now and we will also send you a free 28-day meal plan keto ebook with your first order. Burn your stubborn belly fat and get ripped today the keto way. Call right now to order. Buy two bottles for only $49.99 each and get two bottles free. 800-417-2119. 800-417-2119. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who help people that have been injured or wronged. If you've been involved in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident, or injured at work, you have rights, and you may be entitled to money for your suffering. Don't accept an offer you get from an insurance company until you talk to a lawyer. And we represent some of the best personal injury lawyers you can find. Tough lawyers that will fight to win your case. And they're so good, they stake their reputation on it by only getting paid if you win. So if you've been in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle, accident or hurt on the job, find out today for free what kind of compensation you may be entitled to. Call the legal helpline right now. 800-507-3114-800-507-3114-800-507-3114. That's 800-507-3114. Your new favorite internet radio station, RadioVegas.rocks. And we're back listening to Greasy Conversation on RadioVegas.rocks. Yeah, Greg's giggling because he played the, the thing right before we go on. As soon as I got up. Well, I was like in motion yeah. and I didn't realize like what was going on. Sure you were. <laughs> Maybe not. You never know. I'm taking it to the fucking grave, dog. It was malicious. Very true. <laughs> So, what do we have in the old submarine of noodles? So, this is, this is a good one. Uh, an Australian uh, student developed a, math, a mathematical model detailing how it would be possible to travel back in time without causing uh, time travel paradoxes and without changing the present. Oh, mathematically we can do it. Yeah. So, so does that you, mean we can only send math back in time? Like we have no, to no. become <laughs> algorithms? That, that, that's what I, like, I got to <laughs> check out and see like how it works. But basically what he's saying is that like with this, whatever this like model says is that if like, say someone was there, the example they use is like coronavirus. Say someone went back in time, quarantined patient zero that we know was patient zero, right? Say we know who that yeah. was. They quarantined that person. Right. And then it seems that like the president, it would just like, Patient zero would just be someone else instead. That's yeah. basically what it boils down to. So the formula basically says that there's certain inevitabilities. And that things, like if it's not this one person, it's going to be uh, too many other things. Like too many, like yeah. certain events, like things so would culminate. It's kind of like Final Destination 
So if you save someone, everything yes. needs to happen in time. Because if you save someone from the from the death one way, they're just gonna die another way. Like you right. could say that a certain like uh, situation created Hitler, and that same boiling pot would have gestated another Hitler. Yeah, or someone else. <laughs> he, yeah. He'd like whatever caused like him to become Hitler. Like he'd like he'll draw like a picture. He's like, what do you think of this? I hate it. Oh, okay. All right, cool. <laughs> it seems well, like, like only these big nose people hate my pictures. <laughs> I can say that I have a big Jewish nose too. So like, I'm like a, the most Latin Jew that ever done was. Embrace it. Which I, I just, man, I really want time travel paradoxes, man. Yeah, I, 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 honest, I know they're delicious. I honestly don't see how that would be possible like traveling back in time without without changing something or creating a splitting effect i can see you going back in time and then coming back and everything being normal but i would also see like wouldn't there there be other ripples in time right everything would have to split supposedly it's splitting every time we make like a micro decision yeah every time we're like i'm gonna pick my left nostril then my right then there's a whole nother you that gets become president that just picked the other nostril first. Uh, <laughs> I like the idea of like, uh, uh, there's been a few shows that do this, but you send like someone's consciousness back in time and it just finds their old body. This seems Somehow. more plausible. Like yeah. when we can do autonomous things as information, because if you think about it, the, the amount of you that is physical matter and the amount of you that is just data, just personality data, um, historical data on what your actions have been, like that really starts to make up more of your identity than any pile of gunk. And that's why your body can die and you can still be this entity that still like does things in the media based on people's perception of like what you might have done or mm, like yeah. what some cartoon version of you might do in someone's imagination and yeah. something in the future. Like that, how at some point, how different is that at least to what everyone else sees all, the only thing that's gone away is this one individual's personal experience that no one else is going to share. The whole rest of what you are still existed and keeps existing. So if you can take that and like send it somewhere to go do research, you might have like a way better robot exploring the distant universe with some human souls inside of it. Oh yeah. I hope when I die I get a sweet ass robot body. I'm all about like that idea of transfer con consciousness transfer and shit. I say, like, forget the robot body. It takes up too much space. I'd rather be on this virtual island and, uh, and pretty ladies wear a necklace around their neck with a supercomputer in it. And on that supercomputer is my consciousness chilling on the beach. Ooh. And sometimes they can peek in. And I get to see this pretty lady eye looking down at me and wave. And I'm like, don't forget to recharge me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> You're just an eye home. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget to put my consciousness on the charger. <laughs> right. Oh, damn. It's wireless. You just set it on the pad. Right. So if you're not charged, would you die then? I'd definitely die. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, it also like, but it also brings, like, say there was a save state. Yeah, yeah, right? no, for and sure. And it just, like, starts up, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'll just restart. I'm just like, I haven't eaten in a month. Why didn't you charge me? I mean, I, we basically become Tamagotchis. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to do with this internet. Wouldn't that be thing. trippy if that's all Tamagotchis really were? <laughs> it's primitive. <laughs> oh, shit. So get this, like I'm I'm way past the idea of like making my like self or my name famous or whatever, like whatever celebrity or fame like I might have wanted back in music days or anything. Now it would be more fun just to have so much 
recorded evidence of me reacting to stuff that later an AI can kind of form a consciousness of me that would like uh, kind of wake up and, and live in a virtual fishbowl. Fish and like maybe I can be like one of the early people to have practically uploaded my consciousness just by doing this like splatter paint early black and white photo of consciousness basically by these streams. It's an interesting idea. Yeah, that would be cool. I've, I've kind of gone through a similar thing. Like, like lately, I'm like, I don't really care if I ever play a show ever again. I, I want to write. I want to write and record so much music that no one's ever going to hear. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's just been my goal to just write thousands and thousands of songs now. How many and have you gotten through? You I'm at least up to like 200. I've been recording. Since when? I've been recording for the past year in secret. <laughs> wow. And like you I've should just start been, trickling them out. I do. I uh, sometimes I'll share it on my on my Instagram short uh -huh. story. I'll share like little thirty second clips, but that's oh. all anyone's ever gonna hear. And then I just throw it in the vault, put it on an external hard no. drive, and they're all under Death Tunes. So they're all called Death Tunes. So it'd be Death Tunes twenty two, Death Tunes thirty seven, Death Tunes of one. 75 death tunes and i've just been writing just pumping these you songs you know you can do instagram tv and they can be a little bit longer oh yeah. yeah i i um i'm thinking like i i just like might just like you know just start trickling them out just like for a year straight just release like another just 30 second clip every day get, you want to get a distro kid account because for one price just 20 bucks a year you can put as many albums under the same artist as you want so you can just put like uh, say 20 albums of 10 tracks each or maybe 10 albums of 20 tracks or, or it could be seriously all singles and you Ooh. dump them on it's all singles is hip right now and uh, put it on DistroKid DistroKid uh, isn't as much of a platform as they are a distributor so they get you on Spotify Apple Amazon all of them international ones mm -hmm. which is helpful when you have so many Bangladesh fans yeah. As we do, which I didn't explain to Brian at all. It's really weird to bring up that Greasy is like uh, semi known in Bangladesh and just like move on and not talk about it afterwards. <laughs> but poor Brian is like still wondering about that. Shout out Brian Gibson and Tiffany Salerno, the Dirty Window podcast. I hope that you might have caught it before this. It's Sundays at two, just before this show. Some of the show I produce. It's all got um, avant garde and unique uh, music, uh, underground hip hop, and classic trip hop he even did a little moby uh but also this cool local band called b master which i felt kind of harkened to that sweet era of like piebald and saves the day that was like after cursive but before thursday yeah shout out to brian cantrell that, that man is a genius absolutely powerful so uh that's what you get from dirty window it's a uh, part of the road block on Sundays, Dirty Window, Greasy Conversation, and uh, Grungy Faucet. Anyway, go uh, on. What about, what about getting your consciousness transferred into Amazon's new Ring indoor security camera? <laughs> <laughs> this is probably in our news twice because be this is so such good. a big deal. If you did get your consciousness transferred, whenever anyone like walks up to your door, I would just start saying weird stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> just like fuck with people. Yeah. Or that Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the, the door that, like, sighs when it opens. I <sighs> think <Yeah. laughs> all sa self-satisfied smug door. <laughs> That's how they described it, too. The, mm -hmm. uh, Marvin, the paranoid android, uh, hated those smug doors. Yeah. <laughs> so have you seen this Amazon uh, flying rectangle of spying? 
On one hand, it's like, oh, you don't have to put as many security cameras around. This drone just patrols. On the other hand, the, that's you all could just tennis racket this that, thing. That's what I'm saying. If you really want to get in that house bad enough, just swat that butt, swat that bad boy down. Tennis racket, go to whatever room you want. <laughs> yeah. Or throw like a little sheet over it. Real talk though, regular security cameras you can hit with the tennis racket too, and it still doesn't. You still got seen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love the. Uh, did you ever see that one security camera guy where he's on like the 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 um. The, the camera door, the people, and he just starts licking the, uh, the the doorbell. And he licks the doorbell for about three hours. He sits in, he's all on camera. He's just licking so this doorbell. Three hours of footage and of just, one person. Him just licking the, the doorbell. It, it's the most bizarre thing ever. I'm taken aback partly with jealousy. Because, like, <laughs> I would love to have been, like, the first person known to like be on a ring doorbell just licking away and like basically it looked like you're licking someone's licking your eye yeah to have your eyeball licked is already sp- like spectacular and the- and not safe <laughs> like you can totally like uh if especially if you've licked like a butt and then an eye that's like <laughs> pink eye time <laughs> definitely pink eye time yeah but the, to have done it for three hours it's like it's hopeless for me now yeah, I, 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 they're they're looking to arrest him, but I'm like, get that man a Guinness Book of World Records. That's what I was just yeah, saying. Like, seriously. that's a new category, man. I think they should just let him go because it's so funny. There's no one that hasn't been so like uh, on the spectrum intense about something that worthless that wasn't also really good at something else. Like this person, I bet they like make dope classical music or something <laughs> like that, or like they're like a four star chef. <laughs> <laughs> But gotta lick, gotta lick doorbells, man. <laughs> gotta lick doorbells. That's how he gets that taste. <laughs> he, that's how he I, resets. I always wonder. I'm like, that must have just... It had to have been personal at that point. If you put that much commitment There's into it. There's a message being sent by that. This is someone he was in love with or something. Someone he misses cunnilingus of. <laughs> I mean, what if, he just, what if he just really likes doorbells, man? Like, that could that, be it, that too. Was, that was the doorbell design from his childhood home. Maybe he just gets like super high and just like stalks around <laughs> licking doorbells. Uh, maybe that's his like his thing. You know, like I, you know, when 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 I when I partake, I like to eat pasta. It's just my I call it my Rasta pasta. You know, uh, it, so maybe his is licking doorbells. Who knows? You said partake, and I was like, think it'd be something else. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what else do you partake in? Come on, man. <laughs> he means doing weed and eating pasta. I was like, oh. Like, but it's like, I eat a lot of pasta. Like, yeah. I'll make like a giant pot of it. And it, it's bad. It's really yeah. bad. Damn. Drunken pasta's all right, too. Ooh, yeah. Drunken pasta's pretty good. <laughs> so. Well, do you, does anyone like partake of anything else? I don't think I've ever partaken. I think partaken got like taken over. Yeah. You used to I've partake in like hors d'oeuvres? Yeah. 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 I don't think I've partaken no. anything other no. than weed my entire now, life. Now, it, now it's tainted, it's been right. perverted. Yeah. <laughs> Perverted partaking. <laughs> so the Oh man, what if this ring cam can get hacked though? For sure. Ooh, yeah, it can totally get hacked. It, it watch, mark my words, it's it hacked will. by the end of this month. Uh, especially with Amazon, don't their stuff their stuff gets hacked all the time, right? Um not necessarily, not to my knowledge, because they've got that huge server network and S three and stuff. So my favorite thing like this, getting hacked story though, has got to be that e rosary the vatican's um, oh yeah dude brand electronic rosary it was hacked within a <coughs> excuse me i had a burp it was <laughs> hacked within a day 
hackers were so you like you'd get an alarm to like do your rosary or whatever and then like lose your identity or something I don't know. All, the hacks all, were weird. So how how did that work though? What was like, what was E about it? What e, made it an E rosary? That's what I'm wondering. You know, I forgot. Let's revisit it. Because <laughs> I remember like talking about that a while back, but I can't remember like why. It I, had, and it was like stupid expensive you, too. Well, wasn't oh, it? it would mi- I would monitor your vital signs like a fitness bracelet. Oh, that's <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it was basically a Fitbit that what they saw. It would remind you to pray. Uh, Man, the church is breaking into all those markets. Click to pray e-rosary. <laughs> <laughs> click to pray, y'all. <laughs> Pay to play, click to, click to pray. <laughs> the stand is the best part. It's like a little bracelet smartwatch situation. It's very sleek. It's within reach of everyone with $200. Aimed at Yo. the per- peripheral frontiers of the digital world where young people dwell, which is also like reality... <laughs> Finally, a rosary Yo, for me. The click to pray family. <laughs> Pay to pray, click to play. I know what I'm getting my mom for Christmas. <laughs> Connects thousands of people around the world to pray every day. I really do think that like a bunch of people praying, meditating, concentrating on one thing can have like an impact still. But if it's just giving someone money for a thing that's gonna like get hacked and just tell the Russians your heartbeat or whatever. I always like the idea of like, you know, if you're into that, whatever. Um, but prayer doesn't like outwardly affect anything, but it affects you. It changes you. And then you change what, which you is major to. because if you can program your subconscious, that's a you that's following you around like the Holy ghost, making decisions, sending you feelings, sending you guidance that like, you're not consciously always in tune with. In fact, usually not. So, Something like that, it's just as much as meditation or like other uh, like community getting together, rituals, all these things can help you program your self-conscious to self-subconscious to like look for things that you need or that you want that you're praying yeah. for. You, you get your whole self up on these goals to help unify yourself internally too. I just don't know why I have to click to pl- to pray though. Like, because I, it's, it's 2020. <laughs> <laughs> If you don't I, click to do it, did you do it, it at yeah, all? Yeah, that's, that's what right. I'm wondering. Like, does your prayer count if you didn't click it? Hell no. <laughs> it's got to upload. <laughs> S- right. Send that prayer right up to Jesus. You think God yeah. checks anything other than a smartphone anymore? Come on, man. 5G, that prayer yeah. so faster. 5G. <laughs> you want that high bandwidth prayers. <laughs> HD. The HDP. The big man gets your prayers 20% faster. HDR, the color depth on this prayer is just... <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, 10K prayer. (laughs) How long was I saying 10K meaning to say 4K? This is tragic. 10K prayers. Yeah. I stand by it. Like, you don't. I like it. Yeah. 4K is great if the TV is really big and you're far away from it. Or, like, far, decently. Not far. Close. Weirdly close to a very big TV. (laughs) That's my point. Buck says, don't forget the power plant that they blew up via hacking in Iran. That's crazy. That is crazy. So there's What was that? Is that? Uh, this was a couple years ago. Because remember we okay. covered this in the little, in the bedroom studio. It was these centrifuges that would mix up radioactive stuff. And they had software to do, to manage like a, a pattern of like, okay, mix this speed for this amount of time. Then this speed is a cool down for this amount of time. Mm. Uh, there's ovens that are like that too we're, that we're going to look at later actually one of those ovens uh, when we talk about making semiconductors uh, not semiconductors 
That's like chips and stuff. Uh, superconductors. Anyway, so these centrifuges uh, got a virus. So when they got like a software update, this virus took over the motor and made them spin all crazy until they blew themselves up. Damn. Yeah. That's, that's like some Avengers stuff right there. <laughs> it's pretty gnarly. Hackers. <laughs> and the butter zone. Yeah. Oh, man. So, so let's... Is this an okay time to start looking at making a semiconductor? Just take a peek into this? Yeah, real quick, I want to just yeah. bring this to everyone's attention because this shit... I found this on uh, Kickstarter. This dude made a fractal first-person shooter. Oh, my gosh. This thing is crazy. This is great because we can watch it during the ads. Yeah. Uh, but could you describe it? So, basically, so if anyone's not familiar about fractals, they're this kind of uh, shape that's like good to think about it as like two and a half D um, and you can like zoom in and it just becomes more complex the deeper you zoom and self iterative. So it's like the same pattern but just more complex version of it. Things repeat. So you could go yeah. through an archway in this video game and end up coming in the archway on the other side of the room. Yeah, or you can head toward, if you like head toward the center of the room, like yeah. it just takes you down another layer. There's yeah. no center to the, you'll never reach the center. This one, as you head down into the center, it just keeps trying to go to the center, you. but there's just infinite layers. Yeah, and what, how this works is there's another copy of you on all of the layers. Yeah. And it regenerates them as you get close. So you can shoot someone to your left and another one of you down there will shoot another one of the enemy down. Yeah. And left. like all layers are equal. So if you do something on one layer, like there's, you can like lay blocks, right? So you can like make changes to the environment. So if you do it on one layer, like that same exact thing is going to be on all the other layers. This so is a crazy example here. You saw he was falling and as he was falling, he was shooting the enemy and the enemy kept appearing flying past as he kept falling story after story. So he got to shoot him, keep falling, shoot him again, sh shoot him in each story as he fell until the enemy died. Yeah. So so it's like a trippy concept. Are man. you playing other people online? Yeah, that's the yeah. It is like a multiplayer first-person shooter game. There's a portal gun. That's like a square version of Portal. There's a gun that shoots sofas. Uh, there's so many um, versions of this. Uh, there's so many cool things in this game. Yeah, it's really dope. I've always like wanted a game like that, but never could figure out if anyone could do that shit. But yeah, it looks dope as fuck. Uh, it's in Fractal Space. I never got the name of the game itself. I can't remember what it was. I don't think it's on that video i think the dude mentioned space it. flux space Sorry. flux there we go space flux is yeah but i think it's, it's still on like kickstarter so i don't know if you, if know. you can actually play it yet yeah but yeah we're seeing footage of it here on the video stream at grease conversation super nutty man yeah that, that's super trippy but if you're like don't know anything about fractals want just uh you can just youtube like mandelbrot set and go on a deep dive man fractal zooms fractal Fract zooms yo fractal zooms yeah <laughs> Oh, man. So is this a good time to, to talk? Not to, not to Lily this time, but you know those ones with the numbers at the end? If you call these phone numbers, you guys, it really helps keep the lights on, even if you don't need them right away or something, or if you can use any of this. Help us out in Bob Thornton Hour. You're home. You're a diabetic. You need supplies, but you don't want to visit the pharmacy. What do you do? 
Call U.S. Med for home delivery of your supplies. If you have diabetes and you're worried about going to a crowded pharmacy, pick up the phone in the safety and comfort of your home and let U.S. Med deliver them to you with free shipping. And now if you test your blood sugar four more times a day and inject insulin three or more times a day, you may qualify to get a new continuous glucose monitor at little or no cost, which may eliminate the pain of pricking your fingers and helps you make smarter diabetes decisions. Plus, we'll send you a 90-day supply and bill your insurance company for you. Get some peace of mind. Call U.S. Med today. 800-451-4785. 800-451-4785. That's 800-451-4785. Be sure to get your mix of music, listen to us with the RadioVegas.rocks app available at the App Store, and check out our VIP card, interact with us in our chat room, and scheduling of our RadioVegas.rocks shows, plus podcasts. It's all available on RadioVegas.rocks app. Welcome. It's Greasy Conversation. Uh, You are listening to it, and also, we've got dank news. We're looking at fractal time. Fractal. It's fractal. (laughs) So I've been dying to show you all uh, this thing I bumped into where this kid called Nile Red on YouTube is always doing this super advanced science stuff. And it's crazy. Science YouTube is so fun and it's so accessible because you have people that uh, like Peter Stripel who makes model aircrafts and drones some of them he's ridden in and you learn about aeronautics and stuff like that while casually watching these kids goof off and build stuff. And it's so cool. So this guy, he learned how to make a superconductor. And one of the coolest things you can do once you have a superconductor, uh, is this material and watch, uh, watch this video as I'm talking of what, what this thing no, ferrofluid gets involved. So watch this semiconductor material grow out of this goo real quick. Let me turn down the... Uh, oh, turn down this volume in the studio real quick. So, Okay. You know what? I think uh, an ad took over. Just a moment. Like right <laughs> as it was playing it. Look, this is a dramatic moment. Watch this horn of like foam kind of froth. It's like a metal... Uh, froth like you'd have on the top of a frappuccino just grows like this angry wooden horn out of this blue goo with fire as it lifts out of this beaker this reaction gives you uh this powder that you can then uh compress in a vice very tightly Uh, he made this metal powder combining these materials once it was compressed in a vice and then put in an oven he got these like bricks these pucks of this metallic superconductor once this superconductor was frozen with liquid nitrogen Mm. just set in a dish of liquid nitrogen it had the magnetic properties of a superconductor meaning that you can take a magnet and set the magnet above it and it'll just pin there in the air and just float there so let me skip ahead to that and you can see the crazy formulas for what he made here is the oven I was telling you about that you can set it to go up at a certain rate to a certain temperature, stay there for a certain amount of time, and then drop off. 
uh, when you want. And look at this weird oven. It takes a glass tube and you put this like heat rock on either side and there's the the dust that he got all hot in there. It's compressed. Make some pucks. And now I'm going to skip ahead to where first try he got these magnets to levitate on this action. So look, that magnet just levitates there. So there's actually two things that are happening here. There's what's called the Mesner effect, if I'm pronouncing it right. He says it in the video too. We linked this at greasyconversation.com in our news notes. So the, the magnet is getting like a mirror of its magnetism. So the magnetism coming off the magnet comes off of the semiconductor exactly the opposite, all mirror-like, to make it hover. But the weird thing is why it just pins there. When you can move it into a position, it just stays there. That's this effect called flux pinning. Hmm. With flux pinning, and I have this pulled up on another image here. I mean, I know I'm going to need to drag this over so you see the image. There's these little inconsistencies in the semiconductor that are like little tunnels that the magnetic flux will go through and make these tethers that kind of grab at the magnet and kind of loosely hold it in place while the magnet is also being repelled from the semiconductor. It gets crazier, if that's not crazy would, enough. Would it be possible? I was like, yeah, that shit's nutty. Would it be possible to, for them to do it on, like, a giant scale? Like, I was, yes. th- I was thinking, like, they put it on, like, the bottom of their shoes and then just, like, jump into, like, a giant one and start floating? Similar has been done. So, uh, the Lexus hoverboard, oh. which we reported on earlier. Remember when Lexus just did this teaser of, like, we have a hoverboard now? Yeah, like a real one. Yes, and it was real, and this is exactly how it worked. It had superconductors like this in it and liquid nitrogen that they filled it up with. And it didn't need any electronics or anything. That's all that was in it. And then they had a, um, if I remember right, it was a copper floor or magnetic, or there was magnets in it in the copper with magnets being cold, the co- copper did something with the magnetism. You know what? I also might be mixing it up with this other hoverboard that happened right after that in response to it from this company that was making similar magnetic levitation things to move furniture and stuff. They also made a hoverboard. Theirs t- took magnets and spun them. Normally, magnets don't stick to copper. But if you put some magnets on a wheel and spin the wheel very, very fast, then the magnetism that goes through the copper, normally not affecting the copper much, will similarly kind of bounce back like this and Hmm. make levitation on the copper occur. Hmm. Just from the spinning of the magnets. So with this guy, uh, there's actually really cool video of people making a track out of magnets and then having the superconductor grab onto the mag and float over the magnetic track instead of having these magnets float on the superconductor. And this fella does a little bit of that here. Oh, no, what did I click? I accidentally clicked something. Here we go. Okay. So next time I'm going to log in on my YouTube account because I got that YouTube red with the no ads. Highly recommend. Uh, YouTube has been kicking it into another dimension with those ads lately. Yeah, Yeah, I haven't seen any of them because (laughs) that YouTube subscription is great. So here's the, the, the track. So it's this. he just made a single track out of magnets and you can see it just bounces back and forth on either side until it gets warm enough that it doesn't superconduct do the superconductor gig anymore look at that is dope so someone made like a mobius strip track where the superconductor follows it and then follows it upside down then follows it right side up and the friction is so low that they'll just go along the track no problem 
Now, I might not have, like, read to you exactly how to make a superconductor like I might have advertised, but you're not going to... You're not going to make one. If you make we a superconductor... <laughs> we ain't got time for that, y'all. So, Greg, here's your ferrofluid. This is oh, on floating on the superconductor. Yeah, so the superconductor is actually below, and this is a magnet floating above it. But the magnet covered in, in the ferrofluid has got all the crazy liquid horns crawling over it as it And they just, like, there. poured it. He just and poured it, it onto the, and it stuck and to it the like magnet. And it, like, made a shape. Yep. That's crazy. It's just goo is on this cube Holy magnet. Shit, dude. And the, there's like a bumpy, like a cat's tongue texture yeah, of little evil pyramids, like, a, like the studded bracelet of a, of a um, Hot Topic employee <laughs> <laughs> all what? over this magnet in shiny goo, like it's one of those movies. And the magnet, the cube is floating above the semiconductor. It's quite the trip. When that dries, I wonder, would it be like a rubbery kind of consistency or like... It's just goo. It's just l very, very liquid. Fer that kind of ferrofluid like he made there, because I've seen his old videos where he made it, is really watery. Mm. It just has enough iron filings in it that the iron filings do stuff in the liquid. I think it might actually be like vegetable oil or something. Okay. It might be. It's like coconut oil. It's grapeseed oil, which is great as a sexual lubricant. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> We're full of fun facts here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I don't know what oil his ferrofluid's made out of, but grapeseed oil, it's real. So, uh, I, I lost, I got so excited about superconductor time, I lost track of anything else we were doing. So I'll have to hand it back to you, Greg. All right. Back to Greg in the studio. <laughs> in the same studio I'm in. Yeah, so this is a, just a cool story. A lot of uh, kids are having to do school at home now online. Um, pretty popular these days, obviously, but this uh, one student got a bad grade on his test, and so his mom was a history teacher, happened to be a history test, and she looked at it and figured out that it was being graded by an AI because he gave, like, an acceptable answer, but it didn't have the certain keywords that the AI was looking for. So she came up with an idea to game the system, and uh, she would just fill in like keywords like after he put in his answer she would just put in keywords that were relevant to the question just in order not like and then he would get 100 <laughs> <laughs> percent. i always wonder like nice with with uh with these kids like uh going to school from home what i would do if i was like in high school is i would always have google like in a separate window and i love taking tests like from home and stuff just have google in a separate window click over Google oh, the yeah. answer, pop back into the test. I don't, I don't think it has to be all as well, serious as getting the AI. Just use a little Google time. They make you do it on a tablet, and they can lock that down, but they don't stop you from having a laptop right next to that or tablet. Or your phone. Yeah. Pull, just pull out yeah. your phone. Yeah. <laughs> Man, did you have a phone at that age, though? I When I was in high school, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I did. But they were... Um, it, what was your high school phone like? This it was it thing. was a brick. It was one of those like Nokia bricks. Nokia's, and then when yeah. I when I was a senior in high school, that's when uh, phones just started getting we. But it was the, it was the baby bottle Nokia, yeah, yeah. the six thousand series ones. When I was a senior, that's when smartphones like just started coming out. So it, that's when like people started seeing people getting like uh, was what do they call blackberries and stuff like that. Yeah, for me there was two when I was a senior. There was two kids that were like two of the first ones to have their own car. Also, especially with them like driving a bunch of their friends around and stuff, they got there were a couple that got cell phones first. 
and it was those Nokia baby bottle situations. Yep. <laughs> and um, before that, when I was in early high school, the big kids had alphanumeric pagers. Oh. And they'd be, yeah. and some of them like they, like that was the things like some of them had just a regular pager, so like your, your girlfriend would like send you like numbers and there was all these code patterns of numbers that meant different saucy things. When when I was in fourth grade, my mom, uh, the way to to uh, to contact her, she got me a pager. So when I was in fourth grade, I looked like a drug dealer wearing like, <laughs> wearing like cause we, we had to wear a uniform, so I'd be wearing like the khaki pants and I had this bulky pager on, on my hip at all times. It, it was rough. So I got one of those pagers like later in high school just as a gag. I found out I could hold a certain button on it and it would beep like someone was paging me. <laughs> so I would just make it do that in my pocket and pull it out and be like this damn leash. And I call <laughs> the office again and just turn it into this production. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it at the ground, and then it was crazy. <laughs> Did I tell on this story? This speaking of throwing things on the ground in high school, my broadcast journalism show story. I think I told this on Two Clueless Dudes. I uh, which Fridays at five. The teacher let me write this script where I took an old VCR that I had at home, and in the in the like little show thing, little skit, I guess. I was supposed to take the VCR from one teacher and bring it to the broadcast journalism teacher. And along the way, I kept dropping it and kicking it. <laughs> and at one point, it falls over a second-story balcony and like, gets all blown up and it gets caught in the door as I'm like walking through the door. And then the teacher has a heart attack at the end. <laughs> and I can't believe he like went with it and went with the script. We like RIP'd him at the end and everything with no disclaimer. That is so right. dark. He was so cool. <laughs> 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 Powerful. <laughs> Mr. Richards. <laughs> Powerful. Shout out to Mr. Richards. Yeah, I can't believe he rolled with that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was our AV club was broadcast journalism when I was in high the, school. So this was graduated in 2001. Did anybody like go with the gag that he was actually dead? Because I, I'd imagine if the wrong person saw that, they'd be like, ah. It was like humorously risky looking back. <laughs> <laughs> It was like, you know, the morning announcements, so there'd sometimes be video. Yeah. It was like brand new high school. So it was like, we had these giant CRT TVs that came out of this cabinet. Oh, damn. <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> no, the TVs were not flat. Like, like you wouldn't, school wouldn't have a flat TV in 2001. Yeah. No, no way. It was just no. this, it was like a, like, 40 inch yeah, I remember. CRT. That, and they used to like, they used to set them on, uh, when I was in school, we had those like old giant tvs and they'd set them on those like kind of like cabinets that would roll yeah and they'd just roll them the through like shelf, class yeah. to class this was like a brand new high-tech california high school so this giant crt was in a cabinet <laughs> you open the cabinet and it would like slide forward like a murphy bed or something damn <laughs> i miss i miss those overhead projectors those are sweet yeah i, I have a couple <laughs> <laughs> for nostalgia mm -hmm. yeah powerful Ange kerfoot would do a lot of like oil and water yes King i remember Floyd that stuff on that back this was like 2012 yeah that was awesome yeah during the lucky cuss days when you guys would play and she'd be like doing the the oils we made a cool music video of it it's called courtship and carbon dating that song with the music video you can find a link to it actually if you go to greasyconversation.com and just go to the next page just go back a page there's an Ange Kerfoot um, like music thing that we did during the Pandy. We did some throwbacks like music episodes, 
you go to Ange Kerfoot's, it's linked in there. Courtship and Carbon Dating. Because it's a little bit hard to find. It's a, it was a Lucky Cuss, Lucky Cuss track. But Hello. really cool. Holy crap, this episode is like at the end already. Yeah, it's almost <laughs> over. I got this. Yeah, give me that last I got the taste. biggest hell no story. Hell no. Of the week, at least. Uh, real quick, Jordan says, of course, we're the same age, 2001. That's right. Yeah, 2001 hype. Hell yeah. Yeah. Powerful right. Jordan. So, <laughs> police in Vietnam have confiscated an estimated 345,000 used condoms, which had been cleaned <laughs> and resold as new. Yo. Oh, two clues, two clues dude scooped this one. I have to go to the map. Oh, like, yeah. My biggest question Holy with crap. that is why? What the like, fuck? Condoms dude? are Con- not that expensive. They're too expensive. Where you have to clean them. When you, when you go through like 10 a day, it's too expensive. <laughs> Yo, but the, so the woman who was like repackaging these, they, they, she boiled them and then reshaped them using like a wooden Boiled. Uh, phallus. Yeah. <laughs> wooden phallus like uh, device. Reshaped. She got, she got paid 17 cents for every kilogram of recycled condoms she produced. This, she did this. That's not like how many? <laughs> all day. All day. For, yeah. Can you hear this on the audio? Can you, let me know, you guys, if you can hear what I'm doing to the mic stand. <laughs> <laughs> you can guess. The, the biggest thing for that, I, I think uh, she should be prosecuted and also commended. Because, A, that's very impressive. But if you can do all that. Why aren't you reusing that rubber for something else? She, I'm sure she Tires. could do better things <laughs> with that, like with that talent, uh, and get paid more. <laughs> it's just, it's, I, and also, where is she getting these condoms? Who's the, who's supplying these used condoms to her? There's yeah. like a bucket at the street corner. That's like, <laughs> Recycle. Yeah, she just goes <laughs> like around Someone like go the like village. Door to door. <laughs> uh, hey, I got any condoms. Rinse it out first. Condoms. Use condoms. <laughs> crazy she's got to offer money for him she's got to give him like 10 cent and also too which so she was recovering these too right yeah they were repackaged wow they're being sold as nude yeah they're being thrown in those like uh those tiny little ziplocs like illicit stuff comes in can i get a dime with some like condoms little <laughs> pot leaves on it little emojis of smiley faces with dollar sign oh eyes <laughs> let, let, let me get a g of some condoms please right <laughs> little palm trees all over it <laughs> <laughs> let, me get, let me get a 10. It says stay high on it. Yo, you got it? You got it? <laughs> got it? Yeah, Nick's, man. I'm looking for a Nick condom. <laughs> let me get a condom for Nick, dog. <laughs> oh, oh you talking talk about Sylvia? Yeah, Sylvia's got the hookup. I'll give her a call. She texts you back three hours later. You still need that? No. <laughs> oh at this point, <laughs> at this point, I'm having a baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, oh man, geez. since we're close to the end, I got this, just crazy, it's a, a video of a mudslide, this huge mudslide, which is just a huge chunk of land sweeping away, like, people's houses into the ocean. Like, it's fucking <laughs> oh, nuts, man. dude, in Norway, like, oh my god, like, mudslide is not, like, it's just, oh, turn the sound yeah, down on it, yeah, wow, like, that's just a big old chunk of an island, like, floating <laughs> off into the sea, Holy shit. 
Oh, I'm still trying that to find the video. Like, what do you do? It might take a minute to load. What yeah, do you there, do there in that go. situation? <laughs> Watch right? your house float away. What a slide, <laughs> what baby. What if you're a heavy sleeper and it was nap time? And, and it's like, even if you're watching your house float away, it's like, are you trying to get your stuff out? Like, while, like, you know, kind of, like, floating through this house? Like, right, yeah. Imagine running towards the mainland of that. And, like, this looks, folks, this looks like like a block, like a little neighborhood is all moving as one piece. Yeah, they're like... I've never seen anything like this. Yeah, you can it, see like four or five houses. Am I wrong? Or yeah, did, just did sitting. Some, didn't something like that happen in California one time? I might be wrong. In California, the mud slides down and buries people. Oh, yeah. Tragically. On the Hollywood yeah, Hills. Not, I'd picture like a mudslide differently, but this... This is like crazy. Where would you run? Would you just jump in the water and swim away? Yeah, you ain't gonna do shit. I think at that point you just gotta let it rock. I would just be just chilling the house. Like I I live on an island now. (laughs) Yeah, under the sea. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the house is going in. Yeah, they're all sinking, man. Uh, The house tipped over and then went back upright. This is crazy. Yeah, it's just nutty, man. Like shit. If only some balloons were tied to that house. It looks like the house from up. (laughs) Look at it spin. It's like spinning around now. Captain Planet be crazy. The beginning <laughs> is seriously the craziest because it just looks like a neighborhood size, like a good, I want to say like 10 acres is just all moving together. Yeah, it's just insane to see. I've never seen anything like that. I love how this before. house is floating back towards the mainland now. Like, yeah, stay on the roof, ride it out. The, the sea will take you home. <laughs> Look at this. It's spinning around. Is there a whirlpool eating stuff? I've always Can you wanted ma- to own a boat. Can you imagine if your Look car? How fast that one's going! Can you imagine if your car's in the garage during this? <laughs> like, you just lost everything. Yeah, Stay. and it's moving fast too. Like I, I, there isn't shit anyone can do about it if you're in your house. The houses are hauling butt back towards the mainland now. Like the water swirled back around, and now they're getting thrown back to the gaping hole where they used to be. It's like your house got rolled into the sea and then thrown back upside down onto the land. Well, at least the mud was nice enough to return the house. Look at the house. Yeah, it got almost all the way returned, and then it was starting to head back out again. It was like <laughs> making, a, making a little circuit. Wow. Yeah, house crazy. surfing. <laughs> all right. Norway's not as cool as I thought. <laughs> or it's way cooler. And then, uh, I think it's way cooler now. <laughs> uh, real quick. last. Yeah. So I found this article. that was. It's an old article about this dude who stuck his head into a particle accelerator back in 1978. And, like, I've seen the article a few times and just never grabbed it. So I was like, this is too ba- a blast from the past. I start looking at this article, and it's just a bunch of, like, three-paragraph or three-sentence paragraphs about a bunch of different shit about particle accelerators and doesn't really talk. Like, I went through, I don't know how many pages, and I'm like, fuck it, dude. <laughs> yeah, there is footage where it shows, like, the entry and exit hole. And so it's just, like, pictures and, and lived, a bunch of ads. but it buzzed through them. And so then, like, I got... I got discouraged. By it doesn't it. tell you what happened to the guy, though. I'm sure it does, like all the way at the bottom. But I was just reading. I'm like, isn't this article supposed to be about like a dude sticking his head in one and not about everything about particle accelerators? <laughs> yeah. See, here he is. Here, um, there is. See this burnt spot on the back of his head, and uh, under his left nostril, and uh, I, f- I forget which direction it went, but it see went through the left half of his head, and he lived. It's, uh, you know, sometimes stuff can fly through your head like that. Oh, yeah. But uh, it did make one side of his face a little droopier. Yeah. So one side aged and the other side didn't. Oh, that's nutty. 
Yeah. Oh no, this is a truck driver that oh, one like, side of his face got sun and the other side didn't. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the truck driver. Same thing. This person's cartoon of a particle beam going through this guy's head is gnarly too. Okay, now I'm itchy. <laughs> and then last last thing uh, before we go, check up on the early voting information. Early voting starts in Nevada, October seventeenth. Early vote. Um, you know, so yeah, make sure you're registered to vote. I'll none put, of I'll that. put a link for some voting info in the notes for you. No matter who you vote for, don't let anyone tell you your vote doesn't count. Yeah, because if you vote. vote for someone that doesn't win, if you vote for someone that didn't have a chance of winning, the people that have a chance of winning next time are going to look at those votes that they lost. That's still a vote that you didn't give to someone that's going to be part of the statistics that say, okay, this person stole a lot of votes. And even though they didn't win, if we adopt some of their policies, we'll get this voter, we'll get this voter, we'll get this voter. And they're going to try the two major parties as stuck with them as you might feel are going to try to adopt, adopt policies you like. If you don't vote for them and vote for someone that has the policies you like, it's not throwing your vote away. It's a vote for the policies that person represents and they're going to get integrated. It's about more than this election. It's about participation and just uh, like weighing in. Even a corporate survey can steer the, the big cruise ship of this corporate oligarchy. Yep. So that's my message to you. Uh, just vote for some, just check in on that voting, whoever you vote for. Pop in. Last, Jules, any last plugs? Um, as uh, Chef's record uh, should be out pretty soon. Um, I'm gonna keep releasing little 30 second clips on my uh, Instagram if you follow me. Uh, it's Segador Seg- uh, Seg- uh, Manning on Instagram. Um, and thanks guys for having me. It was really nice to catch up with you guys. Thanks. Yeah, always a blast, man. Thanks for being here. We'll have had. to get you on more often. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm always down to swing by if you guys will have me. Of course. <laughs> This has been Greasy Conversation. Hear the replay at greasyconversation.com. Stay tuned for the grungy faucet with Kevin Fawcett. Stay t- Oh, man. Don't hit the table so loud, man. <laughs> that was me chastising myself if you weren't watching. Anyway, stay tuned. St- tuned is what you should stay. <laughs>